How you all doing guys? Welcome back to Retrospect, your go-to retro gaming podcast. And today you are lipping lipping to episode 23. It's been a while since I've done one of these and there's there's a few reasons why. One is because I've moved house and it's taken ages for me to get the setup right and as soon as I got my setup right my actual microphone decided to break itself so I had to invest in a new one and I'm currently recording this on something called the Bletty the Blue Yeti X Professional so I'm hoping the audio sounds a little bit better than the previous one only because it was twice as much money (laughs) Um, but in other news there's a lot I need to go over because I've missed so much, but I thought I'd keep it to the last couple of weeks in terms of news. Um, So we're going to talk a lot about the Steam Deck, there's a new PlayStation 1 controller, there's a whole boatload of new handhelds coming out from all different price ranges from $39 to $200, and there's a couple of other things I want to talk about like the Tag Heuer, Super Mario Watch, and Pokemon Unite. So... Where shall I start? For, let's start with the Steam Deck. Now, a lot of you are like, why are you talking about the Steam Deck if you're based on talking about retro gaming stuff? Well, I think the Steam Deck is going to become a very, very powerful emulator. And not only do I think a lot of PC gamers are going to download emulators, I think it's going to bring a lot of people into the emulator slash retro gaming scene because... All of these gamers that are picking up the Steam Deck, and the Steam Deck is going to sell a lot, they're then going to look at emulators on a handheld device. Because, let's face it, a lot of PC gamers probably don't dive into handhelds at all. There's no need. They've got PCs, they've got emulators on their PCs, and they play high-quality modern games because... Basically, you buy a PC for just that to get the highest quality gameplay out of a game. But for those of them that are buying it for the Steam Deck, it might trickle their interest into emulators. So I think we're going to see a lot of interest around the best emulators for the Steam Deck and what it can do. And in terms of performance, 100%, I think we're going to get GameCube emulation out of this that works really, really well. You'll get your... Nintendo DS, we'll have GameCube, we'll have Wii, and you never know, the Steam Deck might unlock new emulators that people want. Like, you just don't know. Could there be a Switch emulator? Probably not, unless someone hacks the Steam Deck and so on and so on, but I'm sure Nintendo will be on Steam's back. But in terms of, like, the older consoles, you know, we're definitely approaching GameCube and PlayStation 2 on the Steam Deck, which is only $399. And if you look at if you look at a lot of the handhelds which I've reviewed, like the big ones, like that actual PlayStation 2 handheld, that was $800. Now, the Steam Deck might even be able to emulate that. So I think the Steam Deck, in terms of emulation and playing retro games is going to open up the scene and cause a lot of disruption in a good way. Uh, But I'm just hoping it doesn't open up any legal problems with Nintendo. Because what Nintendo doesn't want is people buying the Steam Deck 
to play a bunch of old Nintendo games, stopping them from buying the Switch. So we could see some kind of beef between those two companies, Valve and Nintendo Switch. Hopefully not. The emulator scene is at this point now where it's got a lot of um, gamers and traffic, let's say, but Nintendo just aren't bothered about it because it's not that big of a problem as of yet. But who knows, the Steam Deck may you know, be knocking on Nintendo's door in terms of emulators and ROMs. I'm hoping people don't illegally download ROMs for specifically to play on the Steam Deck. Um, legally, you should be owning the games to do that. But, you know, gamers being gamers in this, this, this day and age, a lot of people don't do that. So, who knows? Nintendo might not be too happy with that, but... I think it's going to be good for the emulation community and it's going to open up a lot of opportunities um, for creators in the emulator space, not necessarily Retro Dodo. We kind of stay away from like emulator video content, even though we do some written articles, but you know, we'll probably be picking up the Steam Deck and giving you some emulator content on our YouTube channel just because I think it's going to be popular. Um, so you never know. And while we're on the subject of emulators and PlayStation 2, Retro Fighters has now revealed a $40 PlayStation 1 and PS2 controller that works wirelessly. And I love this kind of stuff. I love companies that go out of their way to innovate on old retro consoles. And they've just done that with their new PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 controller. And it looks good. It's definitely a... Uh, it's a modern looking controller mixed with, you know, the PlayStation 1 aesthetics. Like, you can get the grey, you can get the transparent colours. Um, and as much as it doesn't look incredibly badass, and I can't imagine the build quality is incredible, it looks pretty good for $40. $40. And previous Retro Fighter products have been okay you know they've done exactly what they say they're gonna do they've lasted a long time and they've they they work well and the fact that they're, they're now knocking on the playstation 1 and the playstation 2 is awesome and i hope they do really really well i plan to get hold of one to review and test out uh, and the whole wireless function that can switch between playstation 1 and playstation 2 is great and we need to pay respects because they're only charging $40. If this was any other company, I really do think they would be a lot greedier and charge, you know, $60, $70, maybe $80 for a new controller. But Retro Fighters, big respect to them for bringing out this new product for just $40. And yeah, you know, the build quality probably isn't as good as an $80 controller. But I feel Retro Fighters has been like, look, we want to keep the price down. Let's do that. Let's keep the price cheap. And although the quality might not be the best, we still want it to be pretty good quality for the price. And I think they're going to nail it on the head there, uh, which excites me because anything new for the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, I am down for. Now let's talk about talk about, talk about handhelds. Brandon, what, what's come out? What's coming out? What's good? What's not? Let's talk about what's coming out. The it's called the Odin handheld. It's a two hundred dollar handheld with pretty good specs that's been revealed. Uh, a YouTuber known as Taki Udon has got his hands on it, obviously because he knows 
someone in the company quite well. Uh, and there's rumors that this handheld is going to be released towards the end of the year. It's going to be $199 on Indiegogo. And apparently it can run GameCube and Wii emulation very, very well. And maybe even PlayStation 2. But I, I, don't, I don't believe that as of yet. So that's exciting. That runs on the latest Android. Um, and, you know, it's something that a lot of people have wanted. In the retro handheld scene, if you're not too familiar, this product, the... The AYN, I think it's Ayn, Odin, has been rumoured for some time, uh, but they've just pulled the uh, covers off it, and it looks pretty good, to be fair. It was rumoured to be the 199 handheld because of the price tag, but I am pretty confident that it's only going to be $199 for those that back it early, and there's only going to be maybe even a few thousand units for that price. Um, so I can imagine this is going to be around about $250. It looks good. It looks like a, how do I explain it? Like a modern day Wii U slash Vita. Uh, comes in a wide number of colors. It's got cool LEDs, like LEDs behind the analog sticks and stuff. Uh, but for me, this is the handheld to keep an eye on. It's an Android based handheld. It's quite big and, you know, it's... It's moving away from the affordable handhelds that uh, I like to feature across the site. Um, but I think that's where things are moving. And I could keep our content based on handhelds under $150. But, you know, that the trends are moving. And as much as I still will create content on the cheap handhelds, I think I'm going to dabble into the more expensive handhelds. So when the Odin does come out, I'm going to be getting hold of that. When the Steam Deck comes out, which is for $399, I will be getting hold of that uh, um, to review and test. Um, and I want to keep the content for those more expensive handhelds and niche it towards retro gaming. So hundreds of YouTubers and websites and content creators are going to be getting a hold of the Odin and the Steam Deck. But... I think where I want to kind of like position Retro Dodo is to, to specifically review it for retro gaming needs. Um, so you should see that this year. And the same with like the One X player. Um, they've been talking to me about sending a review unit. That's basically a portable PC, you know, and I told them, look, I'm not going to review this as a PC gamer. I'm going to review it as a mobile retro gamer, if that makes sense. And They've been saying yes for weeks now, but it still hasn't come through. So that's interesting to see that these more expensive handouts are coming out. And now on to the more affordable. The two latest reviews I've done is the GKD Mini and the Kitty Q20 Mini. The GKD is $80. Don't advise picking it up because it's using old chips, not very good screens, and they've priced it at $80. So, you know, it's a step backwards. And I think... Us content creators and, and Retro Dodo as a brand has to be quite strict on reviewing these things because China will just pump shit out and people will buy it. And until a bad review or someone that's honest like us comes out and says, hey, stay away from it, they need to learn. They need to learn that, hey, we're not going to accept average products anymore. Do you know what I mean? If we keep buying like the little cheap ones that are really bad quality, they're just going to keep pumping that out. And I think that's where they've learned with the products over the last maybe year or so. And that's where they came out of the RG351M. Amber Nick was like, look, let's go for quality. Let's go for quality only and see what happens. And their sales have been through 
the roof. The RG351M is selling like hotcakes. And I hope they see this and go, hey, let's keep the quality high. But I don't think they have because today, literally an hour before recording this, the RG300X landed on my desk. It's Ambernick's latest product. And again, it's taken steps back. Now, it's not the worst product. I have yet to like properly review it. I've turned it on and played with it, but it's definitely not up to Ambernick's usual quality. And that's something I'm going to mention in the review. It's not like Ambernick's taken a step back. It's like Ambernick's kind of looked at their chip supply and gone, look, we need to get rid of some of these older chips because we have a lot of them. Let's sell this product. And I can't remember what the RG300X is priced at. But again, it's not cheap. Um, I don't want to spoil the review. I think it's going to be quite an honest review. I think it's going to be quite um, an on-the-fence review. I think it's going to be for a very specific type of you got uh, a very specific niche in terms of retro gamers who want to buy it because it does look like a Game Boy Micro, but you know doesn't have an analog stick. It's quite big, smaller screen, plastic shell, which is doesn't feel great in the shoulder buttons. You'll see the review, but I feel like Ambernick are taking a step back. And I've said it again many times on Twitter and in videos. I think towards the end of the year and early next year, we're going to see a bunch of whole new chips, meaning, you know, N64 and PSP emulation is going to be flawless. We're, we're almost there now. But the old chips that they're using just can't really perform that well. So I'm hoping these new chips will bring flawless PSP, Dreamcast, and N64 emulation for around about $100, $120. We will see. But that is my prediction. Uh, I keep saying to people, hold off. And that's why in these reviews that I'm putting out, I'm kind of like, hey, you know, maybe you should wait. Um, and... Hopefully you guys are. There's still some cool products coming out, like the Pal Kitty Q20 Mini that I reviewed. It's like a little, a tiny mini, like Game Boy Micro, but smaller. Um, actually, about about the same size. That can play up to PlayStation One. That's only thirty nine dollars. So for those of you that have kids that want to get into the handheld scene, that's quite a good pick. But anything else, and, and maybe not. Um, so let's move away from handhelds. I've got a couple of notes here. The Tag Heuer Super Mario Watch. I don't know if you saw it, and it really, really annoyed me. Um, so Tag Heuer is, you know, I love their watches. I have one of their watches. Um, they are one of the best time pieces out there, I'd say. I've had quite a few watches, but Tag Heuer, the quality is obscene. Uh, obscene? My words are not coming out good today. It's quite late here. And I've been super tired because there's loads of construction going on outside of my house. And it's been going on for like a month. And it's been driving me mad. So it's been early days, early mornings. Um, so the Tag Heuer watch was basically a, a limited edition Super Mario watch, uh, which was in one of their smart watches. And basically every like 2,000 steps, Super Mario would pop up and say congratulations. And obviously the design had a lot of nods to super mario and the design was pretty damn cool but the way they came about it was pretty terrible they told everyone that we'll notify you as soon as the cells go live 
So everyone put in their email. Like imagine hundreds of thousands of people put in their email. But instead of going, hey, kind of like first come, first serve, they just picked 2,000 people and emailed them and said, hey, you can buy it here if you want to. And then didn't email anyone else. So it's almost like it was an email phishing tactic. And so like I woke up on the day that they released and all I saw on their Twitter was sold out. And I checked through my emails and there was nothing, nothing at all saying, hey, you know, sorry, you didn't get the lottery, blah, blah, blah. It was just nothing. So Tag Heuer screwed up there and the price was ridiculous. It was like £2,500 or something for, for a watch with Super Mario on it. And a, a part of me is like, you know, dang. What, like, any, like these companies now just want to get onto the, the Nintendo bandwagon just for profit. And it's fair enough, but, you know, maybe price these things more reasonably and let actual collectors get hold of them instead of scalpers because that's all it was. The more emails you had, the more emails you entered into their uh, marketing campaign, the higher chances you would have got winning. And that's what scalpers basically do all the time is have thousands of emails uh, that they can manage and they just plug it into these lottery systems and get them. You look at like any Nike shoes or products or anything is what scalpers basically do and scalpers got hold of the tag your super mario watch basically uh, which is a little bit disappointing wow my mouth was really dry then i don't know if you heard it it was like i just chomped down on a cactus or something and finally i want to talk about pokemon unite if you haven't played pokemon unite yet I suggest picking it up on the Nintendo Switch because it's absolutely free and it's a MOBA. I forgot how mobile online. So it's a MOBA, uh, which is basically like League of Legends just in Pokemon form. And it's a really good game, actually. Um, it's tactical. The characters are cool. Uh, but obviously, it's, it's not pay to win. You can't really pay to win, but you can buy, you know, skins, new characters, coins... You can customize your Pokemon as well with skins. And then you can buy your character or your profile loads of cool accessories and clothes and stuff. Um, it's really, really good. Very tactical. It's So they are coming out with a lot of frequent bug fixes and nerfing a lot of characters to create balance. But they're still like this. The first two to four minutes, I think, are the most substantial throughout the game. And if you get a small head start, you get such a big advantage, like a huge advantage. And I've always struggled. If if I lose in the first two to four minutes, you will. The, I'm 95% sure you will not win that entire game. So what I'm finding is you get quite a few leavers who leave in the first five minutes or you, you surrender in the first 10. Uh, but I'm also finding if you win, you win by absolutely loads of points. Uh, if you lose, you lose by also a lot of points. So whenever you get to the end of the game, let's say the average is like 300 points. The average game you get to, the winner would get like three, 400 points. I'm finding it's like 400 to the winner, 50 to the loser. Like there's, n I've been in no game where it's like 350 to 400. There's been none of those games at all. So I think there's this really bad balance issue within 
Pokemon Unite at this moment in time, which they need to fix because what's happening is as soon as you get in three or four minutes, you're like, wow, that's it, I've lost. Or it goes the other way, I've won, and now I'm going to absolutely obliterate them. And whatever Pokemon or opponent I come up to, I can most likely kick their ass. And, you know, when, when you've got one side that knows they're going to win and one side that they know they're going to lose, that's why you're getting that huge imbalance of points because one team's kicking your ass and the other team has just given up and is waiting for the round to end so they can get their points and jump into another game. So, you know, League of Legends had this problem back when they launched um, and, and they've kind of sorted it out as of now, uh, but Pokemon Unite have this problem as well. And like any Nintendo game, there's very there's literally no communication. You literally just say where you're going or need help. There, like there's no way of talking or typing. So if you need to go into some more like detail, you can. Let's say you wanted to like switch lanes with another Pokemon, you can. It's it's and that's why I think the imbalance happens as well. Because of the lack of communication and the lack of ways of talking to people, there's just like, you just kind of get on with your game and it sometimes feels like a single player game. Um, So I think the game as of now is a great game. It just needs to evolve quite quickly to keep its player base. And Nintendo are pretty good at that, I'll be honest, you know, they've, they've already had a couple of updates, but... If you like Google like Pokemon Unite Gengar builds and you watch a video, you'll see that Gengar is just obliterated everything. And when you get into ranked where I am and you're kind of like in the higher ranks, whatever uh, team has a Gengar, you just know they're going to use that build and they can demolish. So there's definitely imbalance there, uh, um, which which I'm seeing. Um, so that's that in terms of news. I kind of like giving you updates about Retro Dodo as a business as well. Um, for those of you still listening like 20 minutes in, fair play. Thank you. You must be one of the very few avid uh, listeners of the podcast. And I, again, I apologize for it being um, not so frequent recently, but I'm going to get back into the swing of things now that the office is set up and now that I'm uh, back in the flow of things. Um, so... The business, the Retro Dodo uh, in general, is is doing well. Like slow but incremental growth, which I am very, very happy with. Um, I'm outsourcing a lot more articles to a freelance writer known as Jason Brown, who is a great, great writer. Um, So there's a lot more money going into written content on the website because that's where, as a business, the, the, the income is most reliable. So I can trust what's coming in. It's not like YouTube where one month it could be like, you know, I don't know, 500,000 views in the next 250,000 views. It's just very unreliable. So I like that the website's growing slowly and it's reliable income. So I can basically play with the money uh, and which means more writers. And we've also got a Facebook guy now called Dan Nixon, who's helping basically just upload a little snackable video once a week to help uh, Facebook followers learn about new products in video format. And it's also quite good for reach and growing the um, Facebook page too. So that's good. So we've got some growth on Facebook and the website. And in terms of YouTube, 
Um, yeah, it's been going okay. I've, I've like I need to get in the flow of creating content here in the new studio. Um, there's quite a lot of sponsors that came out of nowhere, which is really nice. But I just feel like at the moment. It's a little bit overwhelming. I accepted a few sponsors and then I realized, dang, it's almost like almost every video or every other video is going to be sponsored for the next month, um, which I didn't really think about. I know some people get annoyed with sponsors, but um, it pays the bills, basically. It puts food on the table and it allows the business to grow and for us to invest into the site if we need to, or more videos or more social stuff. Um, so as of now, I'm very, very happy with where Retro Dodo is growing. It's reliable and it's steady growth, and that's more than I can ask for. Um, that's not so much with the Retrospect podcast right now because I am very unreliable with uploading. But with this podcast, I, I enjoy it because it's quite laid back. It's it's easy to do, and it's um, I don't know. It's just organic, it's just organic for me to put up another piece of content on Spotify for those of you that like to listen to stuff when you work. Um, it's just you know, it's not monetized at the moment. Um, not many people listen. I think it's like a few hundred of you listen for every episode, which I am ecstatic about. But in terms of like getting found on Spotify and other um, music platforms, it's a completely different ball game compared to Google and YouTube. Like, there's no way that Spotify will put your work on people's timeline or or recommendations, if that makes sense. So it also it feels like the only way you're gonna get new. Uh, listeners on the podcast is if you guys who are listening to this share it with a friend which I'll be honest is that doesn't happen as often as it should or new followers and I I basically just tweet out to social or on Instagram like hey listen to the podcast there's your initial traffic and there we go I know some of you may have like alerts on on Spotify and stuff or you just keep checking every week which is good but in terms of growth for the podcast it's very steady very slow um uh so that's why it's not at the end of my to-do list it's just i'd rather you know get written content out there and video content out there um but you know i like and i like doing this i enjoy it and it's very laid back and that's what i like doing um so there you have it quite a long uh, podcast today a lot to talk about Um, And I hope to have another episode up in a week or two regarding news and and new stuff, basically. I will have quite a few reviews and stuff out then so I can talk to you more about the handhelds, the RG300X and so on. I've also got the Trader Pocket, which is Soldier Boy's um, handheld. That's a pile of crap. Um, I've got in some beef as well. I've got in some trouble with the company behind it. So I'll probably get in trouble when I upload that review. But hey ho, it's just business, isn't it? So there we have it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, Yeah, make sure to share it with your friends. If you aren't following us on socials, make sure to do so. And if you want to support the brand further, we do have Patreon, which gets you exclusive early access to video content. And there's giveaways over there as well. As usual, guys, thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.